Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. What fit pro advice would you give your younger selves? That was a question from one of our listeners to this podcast. Completely. So over the last couple of weeks, we've had a number of questions come in from you lovely people, uh, a whole host of questions. And today we're going to tackle one of them, which is what advice would you give your younger selves as a fit pro? Yeah, and I think this overlaps massively to business as well. So yes. fit pro business um, and fit pro, like how you progress as a fit pro, how you put yourself out there as a fit pro, how you get started as a fit pro. And I think that's really powerful because as with anything, we grow, don't we? So like the person well, we Well, I were, hope we grow. Yeah. Well, the person we are today is not the same as we were yesterday or a week or a month or a year ago. I'm going to butt in very quickly. Yeah. One of my things that I'm going to say that is going to be my advice to a younger person, to my younger self, is actually don't grow up. Oh, I'll let you, no, ca- I'll let you carry like on. That. That's one of my things. We'll come back to that. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Because we're saying we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. But one of the things I've recognised that I grew into somebody I didn't want to be. Oh. And it's about giving advice to my younger self is actually to be the kid in you. Anyway, oh, let's keep, cool. keep going with your intro. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. So I was just saying about how um, we all grow, we all develop. So... Sometimes we could, like we've said before on the podcast about we compare ourselves at day one to someone else's like day 4,000 of their fit pro journey. And actually when we're at day one, we don't know what we don't know. So we're kind of, there are so many lessons. You'd almost want this older self of you to kind of come back like at this like ghost from the Christmas future. <laughs> ghost of a Christmas future. I love it. <laughs> of the fit pro business future. And like kind of come back and sit on your shoulder and tell you all of the lessons. Like this is, if you know this now, you'll be a different person than if you didn't know But this. is that not the beauty in you only know what you know now and know. that's okay. And I you push over to it. today's domino and that gets you to tomorrow's domino. Yeah. And then you only know what you knew yesterday into today. And you could be running into a complete train wreck the next day. <laughs> However, without that lesson of the next day's train wreck, you don't become a person you are today. Yeah, well, I remember actually, like, that we were, we've done so many business courses over the years. Yeah. <laughs> so many. And um, one of the I've learned recently, like, I, I went back through and I was learning a, a whole concept. I was like, I've heard this before. And I went <laughs> back through a really old version that we learned probably 10 years ago. And I was like, that same subject, that exact same lesson was there but maybe i wasn't ready to hear it or understand it in the same way i could now completely maybe so so you did hear it because you remember it from 10 years ago you your interpretation of it 10 years ago was with only what you knew back then yeah so i i again like i i could read a book today i I, i've been reading a book by debbie ford recently Mm. um why good people do bad things and I've read this before, but I'm still getting learnings and distinctions from it today. Because when I read it however many years ago, okay, I only knew what I knew then. Yeah. Okay, and that's okay. Yeah, that's powerful. So we've been in the fitness industry for not far off uh, a couple of decades. Yeah, just show our age. Yeah, completely. And so we've had a number of of ups and downs, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say. Maybe I'm going to say 
I'm going to say I've probably had, it's not, not for my competition, <laughs> I'm going to say I've had more downs than ups. Oh, okay. And I'm going to say you've had more ups and downs. Okay. And I'm going to say that you've brought my downs up. Oh, <laughs> Does that make that's sense? That's nice. So, you haven't brought my ups down. That's good to hear. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. So I'm going to kickstart with, I think I've already said like one of my bits of advice that I'd give my younger self um, would be to remain as the kid. Mm, yeah that's cool. and Don't so if i think about my fitness journey how i how i've developed through my career as you get older as you gain more knowledge as you do more things it feels like you need to kind of almost naturally mature mm. and actually what i'm going to say is for the last since about 2017 late 2017 i found myself in this kind of like point of this transition where I became more of a kid in me again. Oh, that's nice. Okay. And okay. so, and since then, I felt a lot more balanced in life in general. What, so were you just taking life a bit too seriously? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and and I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. And yeah. so if I was to go back and give my kind of younger fit pro self some advice, is to be more unapologetically me. Nice. I felt more relaxed in, like, right, like right now, how I'm presenting. I get things right, I get things wrong. I stumble on my words, that's okay. I say the wrong thing, that's okay. Um, if I think that's I, a growing up, like when we're kids, we, we allow ourselves to make mistakes, we allow ourselves completely. to kind of be creative with it and also just do the things you enjoy and not do the things you don't want to do. Yeah, completely. Which I think when we get a bit serious in yes. our business too early in as a fit pro or whatever, you kind of get too serious too early mm -hmm. all the fun saps out of it and you end up doing all the things you and i'm not like. saying i'm not serious i'm just serious about being unapologetically me nice. so if i say something and 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 it's what what comes from me does that make sense yeah. it might not sit well with other people i might say it in a certain way that really motivates and inspire one person and the same conversation could give somebody else a complete downer yeah and that's okay i can't control other people so maybe that's the point of like as I grew up and matured, I was trying to ple people please. I was trying to please everybody. But in doing so, I didn't please me. Ooh, and so actually amazing. just be unapologetically me. I can control me, but I can't control everyone else's mm. uh, emotions or thoughts or opinions of me or the conversation around me. All the things you've done and how that affects Completely. others. Completely. So my mm. advice to my younger self would be just be yourself just do you just do you because nice. no one else could do me nice. i was only it sounds great there's only one nil and if you're constantly being someone else or restricting yourself from being you then like, no one gets to be yeah you. i mean in between <laughs> if i think between like 2012 to maybe 2015 it felt like imagine like a beach ball and i'm trying to like grab hold oh, of this nice. beach ball i'm constantly trying to blow the beach ball up and become bigger and more mature but i'm trying to force for beach ball underneath uh, the level of water so i'm trying to push it down into the pool but every now and again this beach ball would build up so much pressure it would i'd let go it would bounce out of the water and this beach ball would, would appear and show itself mm. and other people around me would see the real me and they'd be mm. like who is this person this is crazy this, he's almost like a kid it's almost like he's regressed it's a different it's person. a different you and, I, and i'd be like but that's me that that feels like the real me mm. and then I'd, I'd work really hard at trying to, like, go, actually, maybe I was more acceptable with a beach ball under the water. Where now... Which is I, hard work to keep pushing it down, right? Well, it's tiring. And then when it pops up, it pops up Whereas hard. now, I just go, well, sod it. There ain't any beach ball. You get me. If you don't like me, that's cool. If you do get me, 
bring it on. Nice. It is what it is. So that's, that's my first point. That's a very strong first point. Cool. I but, like uh, that. Set the, set the bar. <laughs> <laughs> set the beach ball high and go for it. Are Where we are just going to alternate across, do you reckon? Um, I'm going to lead on with one more, actually. Yeah, go for it. I think over the last few years, I've challenged my views. Mm. Okay, inside the realm of fitness, inside the realm of my knowledge, understanding of the body, the anatomy, the physiology, um, and, and, and kind of just been like, we mentioned this before in the NLP uh, season eight episode about behavioral flexibility. Mm. And I've had some really strong views and beliefs around nutrition, some really strong views and beliefs around, around how the body works and programming. And I think over the last three or four years, again, maybe this coincides with just being me. Okay? Yeah, maybe. I've challenged my viewpoint on, on this and read further around the scope of these, some of these topics and become more forgiving in, in recognising I still have strong beliefs and values, but I also recognise that other people have really strong beliefs and values that are completely opposite to mine, mm. and that's okay. Yeah. And in doing so... Maybe that's allowed for me to become more me. Yeah. Does that make sense? So is that about challenging your views that you had? Challenge, challenging your beliefs. Challenge, you so challenging my beliefs. And so we use this, I use this analogy of the king's chair. Mm. I think this is a nice point yeah. to bring it up. Yeah. So imagine you're sitting on a chair now. I'm sitting on a chair facing the camera. And now as I face out, it's nice and comfortable. And as I face out from, from a king's chair, I have all of my values, my beliefs, my priorities. And it's really easy for me to see and it's really easy to me to find evidence in my world that backs these up. Mm. Yet if I walk around to the right hand side of a chair, I can see a different side of me, a different set of values. The world looks totally the different. The world looks there. totally different, but it's still the same topic we're mm. talking about. And I could walk around the back of the chair and look at the back side of me, the, the, the back of a chair. And again, that's the complete antagonist set of beliefs and values. Mm. And I could walk around the left-hand side of a chair and see life from, again, from a different viewpoint. And it's not to say that I'm going to change my values, my beliefs or my priorities. It's just recognising that there's other values and beliefs and priorities that I could have the opportunity of recognising. What I love about this is there's that overlap, isn't there, between who you are as an individual yes. and how you show up in your fit mm -hmm. pro and your business as a fit pro. Well, from a business so perspective. Saying, this is me and as I develop me, I can become a different leader within what I do. I can exactly. see other yes. opportunities that arise. I can, I'm not as blinkered to one particular thing that I believed it should be. And there was a, there was a, there was a radical shift inside Parallel 2018. There was another shift yeah, in early 2020. And then there's been a couple of shifts throughout the kind of a coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Now, if I'd have kept with the same values and beliefs and not stretched my behavioural flexibility and yeah. walked around the king's chair with you, the queen's chair as well, <laughs> okay, I don't think we would have progressed and had an, or seen the radical growth inside yeah. Parallel because with my old set of beliefs and values, which were absolutely fine, by the way, I wasn't able to challenge them and see, see, see business or certain topics within FitPro business in a different aspect and therefore challenge my beliefs and see that some of them were maybe limiting me. Yeah. A cool thing about that is that when you're like the beliefs that you've had bring you to where you are now. Yes. But then if you want to go anywhere else other than stay in the same place, you need to change the beliefs, the values, the things that you see as opportunities. Which is challenge your forward. views to move forward. So if I was to go back to my younger self, I'd say you could have moved forward faster, quicker, stronger mm. 
and, and smarter, okay? Not rushed it, but by challenging your views sooner. Perhaps I got to 2017 and that was the first point I challenged my mm -hmm. views. What if I'd have gone back and challenged my views back in 2005, for example? Yeah. Okay, I've potentially missed out on 12 years of of, of, other of that progression of that opportunity. Progression completely. And this links to my first one Go really well. Fire away. So my first one is that structure isn't restricting. Oh, I like now, this. this was my challenging belief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This was my limiting belief. I always believed that like the reason why I went, to, partly why I went into business and I was my own person is that I wanted freedom to do what I wanted, that I wanted. When you wanted, yeah. Yeah, and that um, I couldn't stick to routine and that that's really restricting and boring. You couldn't stick to your nine till five. That yeah, day. exactly. That was my, my rule almost that I'd made in my head, this limiting belief. And... It took a lot of versions, didn't it, Bill? Neil's <laughs> um, a very organised person. Um, it took a lot of versions for it finally to probably click and go, actually, structure is allowing me to be more free in what I do rather than restrict me. Because I go, like now, for example, a good example of this is like how I organise my day. Rather than just like, yeah, I'll do the fun things that I want to do. And then I panic because I've maybe not done the important things. And then I end up actually being confined, for example, time-wise, into it being, say, a longer day or having to work on times that I wasn't going to. Which isn't free, is it? That's restricting. Well, a lot of people but see if that. if I had yeah. the structure, which now I do have, then I'm like, cool, well, all the musts are done. Therefore, I can be flexible about when I work, when I don't work, etc., Whereas a lot of people believe that having freedom in their day is not having a busy pack schedule, yeah. having more life than work and having life work balance. Mm. And does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas you're, you're actually going back to your younger self and saying, what would be great here, Hayley, is to have your day, your week, your month, your quarter, your, your half year, your three quarter year, your year, structured and planned out with clear parameters clear rules that says does this do that get that you know what it's liberating and, and now right? you've got complete freedom yeah it's freedom is liberating because you don't have to think about we're not when flying by the seat of your pants they're all taken care of in the planning stage it's all done i so like that that was my limiting belief that i've challenged and you've walked around the queen's chair to see that actually there is a better opportunity Cool. I'm going to jump onto my next Pop one. I'm on going to try one. and read my writing. Oh, that one you've kind of done. I've kind of done the set. So my second one was always be yourself. My mm. first one was challenging your views. My third one is own your choices and own your outcomes. Ooh. So if I think back to the early stages as a fit pro, I'd make decisions. Maybe this links to yours. Mm. Perhaps I, I didn't have enough structure and rules. Mm. Okay. And I'd make decisions that didn't necessarily lead to the outcome I wanted. Ah, nice. And then I didn't like the outcome, and then I would resent the outcome, and then I would try and find all the other reasons of why that came to fruition, and never, I suppose, not taking complete responsibility. Yeah. So over the last number of years, I think really since maybe 2013, we went back to UPW, Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins back in 2014 as well. And I've worked with a couple of other coaches since uh, to fully own my shit. Excuse Take me. Take responsibility. Yeah. Take responsibility. So every choice I make is on me and I own that. And yeah. the outcome is the response of 
those decisions or choices what I've made, love. and they're mine. They're yours, whether they are good, bad, exactly. indifferent, doesn't matter. So when you do something, when you get a good outcome, you're like, I did that. I think we're really, we're really quick. I was to like, oh, look, a good outcome. Like, check this out. That's wicked. And a bad one would come. Uh, a bad outcome would come through, and I'd be like. Okay, well, I'd, 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 I'd find other reasons to blame. I wouldn't mm. take responsibility or own the outcome yeah. or take feedback from an outcome to move forward. And what I've really enjoyed, again, maybe since like 2017, it was a tipping point, right? Yeah. Whereby I was like, right, this is my choice and this is my outcome. But then you could reverse engineer it and go, well, what was the outcome I wanted? Mm. Okay, what outcome do I want? What's my goal? bit like start with the end in mind okay and then go well if that's the outcome i want then i need to make a decision and own that decision but first and foremost i I must know what i want Mm. okay know why i want it know when i want it by and go right that's my decision and own unapologetically myself own that with 100 percent authority and commitment and readiness and go because if i don't own the decision then I'm not committed. And if I'm action. not committed to the action, I'm not going to get to that choice. Then I'm not going to get the outcome I'm after. I love so that. It's, so it's going back to my younger self and saying, you're going to make some good decisions, some bad <laughs> decisions, and that's okay. Oh, Either yeah. way, <laughs> own both of them. Yeah. yeah nice. Cool. I like that. So, okay. where, are you, where are you going this next? This is following on really nicely. My second one was start with the end in mind. So I don't need to go there because you've kind of done that about yeah. the outcome. Well, no, that's cool. Because but I, I think own it, it links on to my next one, yeah. which I'm going to dive into. So this is about focusing on what matters and doing the most impactful things first. Um, this is linked to the starting with the end in mind so if you turn around and go right i'm a a day-to-day task uh focuser this is probably my biggest thing that's improved over the years yeah Yeah, it's definitely the thing that's improved over the years so for example i would quite often go right sit down what do i need to do today and i'll do the fun thing first (laughs) amazing (laughs) (laughs) i might have to do all sorts it's like like our four-year-old niece what would you like to do today just for fun things, please. I'm just going to do Hayley. the painting, yeah, please. Completely. Just going to play on the trampoline. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to play on the trampoline all day. Um, so I'd just do the fun things first, but not necessarily the most impactful things. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't focus on the the main thing, the thing that matters most. And I'd get caught up in the small little minutiae details, like those yeah. tiny little things. And that kind of comes in two fashions for me. One of them is about the things that I do, and one of them is about what I focused on when I'd done those things. So the things I do, if I focus on the things that matter, in a business that's gonna be, it's actually gonna be the sales, the people that I help, the how I can move the business forward, isn't it? It's not, well, what do I fancy doing right now? It's about the purpose for the business. Yes. And then the other part of it for me about the detail was how I do it. So. I remember some of our early videos. <laughs> You'll remember what I mean. This is amazing. Um, some yeah. they are so cringy to watch back now. But the the focus should have been on this allows me to get content out to people yeah. to allow Perfect. them to progress and develop. Not worry about what my hair looked like or what you, what I presented what you felt like. Or, or how I felt. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Or that I felt like I wasn't good enough to do it. And I would focus on me in that video, not the outcome of somebody watching it. 
Yes, completely. So it's, yeah. it's recognising, going back to your it's younger self, me. Ben, to summarise would be <laughs> that you are not the business and the business is not you. Yeah, probably a good summary. Which we've mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> so summarised it, summarised it in six words. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn it. But it's true though, isn't it? Because, you know, what are the most impactful things? So if you've got to, going back to like, own your, own your decisions, mm. own your choices, own your outcomes, mm. what is the outcome you're after? What If we had a long line of dominoes you're going to push over, what was the outcome goal? Now, what is the most impactful thing you're going to do today to get you to that goal? Now, in, on some days, there's going to be there's going to be tasks that we go. Do you know what? I really enjoy that. It's like playing on the on the on the trampoline with our four year old niece. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, it's really good fun. Yeah. But actually, the reality is to move forward inside your business. There's going to be things daily where have huge impact to for you to move forwards. Perhaps we don't feel like doing them maybe they're uncomfortable difficult boring like but all these things move us forward and actually you need to do them to get there and actually the thing that i want at the end is worth a little bit of uncomfortable completely and it's something that my coach says to says quite often is your goals do not care or consider for (laughs) your feelings they don't care how you feel completely (laughs) and it's about taking impactful action what i really liked about that was looking at the tasks on a daily basis and thinking right there's lots of things i could do in my Mm. day inside your structure to give you freedom yes but what are your top what i call your three to five to thrive and so looking at what are our top three musts so if i was to go back or you was to go back to your younger self and say right in order to move forward to tomorrow towards your goal and own your decisions, what are your top three most impactful things that you must do today? It would not be not the things I feel most comfortable with. Not the with, things you feel most not comfortable the fun with. Things, not even the quick things. Yes. Just what are the most impactful and things? And so every day for the last couple of years, Hayley and I literally the first thing we do from about 8:30 till maybe 10 would be what are our three to five musts? I must do certain actions, certain processes on a daily, weekly, um, bi-monthly, monthly basis that pushes over the the goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's like that. And still every day, you'll go, what are your three main three things you're focusing on? I'll go blah, blah, and blah. And you'll go, is that really that impactful? Oh, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, like caught in it. It would be really, uh, starting out parallel. It was all about like creating, I suppose, creating content and making, building a brand. Mm. Does that make sense? Whereas if I think back to like, what advice would I give my the younger self now, starting parallel or any fit pro business starting out, would be how do I put really high quality, valuable content together that mm. has a strategic purpose to help somebody go on a journey of solving a particular problem yeah okay so the end user for example yourself or for your clients okay they might want to lose weight what is their deepest burning problem right now what value can i bring to their world that takes them on a journey to solving that problem and have a mini win and now through that process i can market my business which allows me to collect and gather leads and then I can collect and gather leads and take them on a sales journey. And then I can elegantly and ethically sell to that person, okay, and provide a real solution to their problem. Mm. They come on board and go, do you know what? This is an amazing service. This is an amazing product. Take, for example, the Revision Bootcamp, for example. Yeah. And now you go ahead and you confidently and knowledgeably pass your exam. You go, do you know what? That was wicked. That was, that was incredible value, a great price five star tick you go cool my job's done here yeah does that make sense well that's the outcome and that's the outcome is achieved so 
you know, a lot of people start their business and like I did, and the focus was how do I help more people? Mm. But actually they go uh, intrinsically linked to how do I help more people and at the same time exchange value for, for money mm. and, and make more money. And therefore, the more money I make, I can help more people and I can place that money back into better content, into better strategies, into delivering better systems, into upgrading my product or service. And it all works together. Whereas I'm going to say for both of us in the early stages, it was all about how do I just help more people? Not necessarily how do I make more money and have that Uh, relationship and king's chair relationship with money. Yeah. Does that make sense? And making more money, which has allowed us to catapult help more people people completely Mm. which is runs into tens of thousands of people but something you were saying as you were saying that that related to something we've both put on our list yeah go for it so you wrote you don't need to know how yes and like when we were building say the revision mastery bootcamp we had this idea of what we wanted yeah completely but we did no idea how to do it and that was one of the biggest learning curves we didn't know how to build it we did in fact the first platform we put it on wasn't even a real platform we just put a really strange like url on it so nobody would find it so what we're talking about here is (laughs) just to give some context if i was to go back to my younger self is you don't need to know the hows before you get going yeah and so what i mean by that is you know if we think back to 2014 we wanted to go online okay Mm. so we've been yeah it's funny isn't it because for last year every every fit pro has gone going online going online yet for for us inside parallel coaching we've been online for six years yeah and when we first went online we didn't know how to go online we just Mm. knew that we were going to create an information product called the revision mastery Bootcamp, and consequently we we created our the content we put it out there but we didn't know how to get it out there we didn't know how to get it online we didn't know the intricacies of building web pages of having funnels and whatnot and we've literally figured it out as we've gone and i suppose that's a flying by the seat of your pants so maybe if we were to go back and say to our younger selves i'd say neil haley you're going to fly by the seat of your pants it's going to feel a little bit scary sometimes you're going to go fast sometimes you're going to go slow but you're going to do something that you don't know how the outcome's fully going to be yeah. pulled off, which I suppose goes in conflict with make a decision and knowing the outcome, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, not well, in conflict. No, it, it goes, so it goes, goes in line with it. In parallel in, with. In parallel with, great word. And so if I take, for example, the squat assessment boot camp, mm. okay, uh, you know, being, being completely open and, and, and with that as a journey, we had pre-sold the entire... Um, squat the, assessment boot camp. We knew the outcome, we knew the, the, outcome. the product would offer. Com- and people then lapped that up. They said, yes, I want to buy, buy it. Buy that, pre-sold it based on the ex- knowing what was going to be inside that. Yeah. We then went away and figured out all of the hows of how to do that and leaned in very quickly and went on our Alton Towers ride and flew by the seat <laughs> of our plants and felt the, 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 the fear and, and pushed through and created an incredible product in a short period of time. What's so really good about that model of doing that as well as we learn that was that you put in the things in the product that people actually want. Yeah. So if they change their wording or they said, actually, I want more on planning or I want more of this or I want more of that, then we could put that in it. Exactly Whereas if we that. made it in yeah, advance completely. to what we knew how to put in, we didn't know if that would match and to what they so really want. so many fit pros and other businesses are putting together incredible products that no one ever goes on to buy. Yeah. And so something that our coach has worked with us over the last few years, it's about listening to your ideal market. It's listening to your ideal person and saying, right, what is the problem they have right now? 
go and gather all the information from them, create the product as if they were like, oh my God, you've been in, inside my brain with CCTV, position the product yeah. knowing that it's going to take, you pre-sell it on get some get some early early beta testers and feedback, and then you roll it out and you launch quickly. And that's what I would say to our to our younger self, going back how many fifteen plus years, is saying, um, first off, feel the fear and lean in, <laughs> yeah. okay, because this is going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But we put stuff out in the early stages of our career, and and it felt like um, tumbleweed flowing through the desert. Just mm. blowing on through, and no one ever, no one even heard of some of the products or things we 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 spent weeks and months putting together, and that's okay because actually we've learned from it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you listening right now have to go through that same turmoil because now you know, right? No, no. <laughs> now you know. Um, we can't be ignorant and naive to it. Yeah. It's about. It's not about putting together the perfect product and launching it and hoping it works. It's about listening to your ideal target market, figuring out what it is they want and delivering them something on a silver platter, knowing that it's going to take or already has taken and then going and building it after you've yeah. got some buy-in. Love that. And that links to one of the ones that you put on your list, but I'm going to steal it. Which is what? Take imperfect take imper action. Yeah, go, because go. Because yeah. it's imperfect yes. in the fact that you're taking the action. Don't wait for it to be perfect no, to no, it or wait for it to yeah. be finished or wait for the, the podcast to be amazing before we the put it out The podcast, Fit Pro Sessions, is a perfect, perfect example. example. <laughs> yeah, take imperfect action. Some of our Fit Pro Sessions... Perfect example of imperfectness. Completely. <laughs> there's nothing... There's been... I'm going to be honest, there's been nothing... There's been no perfection throughout Fit Pro Sessions. Mm -hmm. No. It launched quickly. Um, the the branding, you know, people spend thousands of pounds behind their behind their podcast, and they might do. They might have more success. I don't know what 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 arbitrary number we're going to measure this off. But at the end of the day, am I creating valuable content? Um, I consider it and I value it as yes. And the we feedback that, that, that says, says yes. yes. But in the grand scheme of things, I've got a small light behind uh, the camera. I'm using an iPhone. I've got an old five-year-old, six-year-old tripod, which wall. is partially broken and a white wall behind me. <laughs> and it's about taking action and saying, right, do I consistently show up? Yes or no? Yes. And I think that's why Fit Pro Sessions has worked mm. is because every week consistently we've shown up. I think consistency, if this isn't on here through how we read, I read really bad handwriting. I think that consistency I'm going to say that's so one thing one I wouldn't things. go back and tell my younger self is to be consistent because I, we did because it. I'm going to say right from day dot it we was, already knew it. It was that was the one thing that was going to top trump us across other providers. It's probably the one yes. thing that's attributed to the success we've had is literally like the years of building up a consistent thing. It's like if you look up a flight of stairs and say that's massive, I'll never get up that. But if you just take one step. And then deal with the next step as you kind of get there, and just consistently take you taking yeah. one step up the staircase, you yeah. end up up this massive staircase when everyone else got three steps up and went back to the. So bottom. maybe maybe that's uh, maybe it's to go back now and actually would say to our younger self and say you know hats off in <laughs> a decade plus time you're still going to be consistent and you're going to be working on the quantity game not necessarily the quality yeah. game and you're still going to be taking imperfect action almost regardless okay. of the quantity and quality we put out back then yeah the the foundations we built 
through that consistency of taking an imperfect action allowed us to get to who we are now completely where we are now. one thing going back to like your one of your points which was having structure mm. okay and having that freedom it's it's really it's been really easy across the last decade plus okay um to turn around and go well um are we going on holiday it's christmas we could take our eye off the game so to speak with regards to consistency yeah. uh we've been we've been ill in that time we've done um racing in that time we've we've done loads of things there's been loads of reasons why we wouldn't have been consistent stuff in the classroom stuff in the classroom Moving, all sorts loads of things and yet if we look at it, you wouldn't really see any major hiatus out of out of any any of the main platforms. Certainly not all in at terms once. of marketing all at yeah. once. No, completely. And again, it comes back to what we mentioned earlier: is your goals don't really care for your feelings or what your personal life is like because you are not your business and the business is not you. Yeah. And so, consistency is showing up in all the times that you perhaps don't want to consistency is showing up all the times when you perhaps don't feel you want to or, or need when to. you know you're busy it's preparing to get that out beforehand completely yeah. i really like my next one which is uh, competent is the antidote to fear Ooh. so imagine for a second when you like when you when you were when i was really young i'd go and ride my bike and the first time i'd ride my bike i fell off okay <laughs> second time i rode my bike perhaps i stayed on for three or four seconds and then it would be like three or four goes at riding my bike. I'd figure out how to balance. Then three or four goes, I'd figure out how to turn the, turn the pedals. And then three or four goes, I'd figure out brakes and then turning. But ultimately, the more I practiced, the more competent I became. Mm. And so there's, there's like this inverse relationship here, isn't there? So when I first get on the bike, okay, my fear of falling off is the greatest, really is really high, because the reality is my competence is low. Yes. Yet as my competence of riding the bike increased, nice. my fear of falling off reduced. reduced. And so a lot of people don't take action, and this would be my, mm. my uh, thing going back to my younger self, would be you need to practice very, very quickly even if the environment doesn't necessarily be conducive to practicing. And through practicing, mm. regardless of your environment, you are going to reduce your fear. What I like about that when you said about environment, it reminds me of the bike. Yes. Is that that's fine on the road. Yes. And then like you go on a trail and mm -hmm. it's now a, a hard environment. Yes. So now, so your competence goes down and your fear goes back up yep. again. And you're going down this really steep hill that's muddy and it's rocky and everything yep. else. So when they're cho when you're choosing your first outing, don't make it the really steep one that's out of your environment that you can't manage. Completely. Go for something but straightforward. Then, but then what I mean by that is actually practicing in an environment that perhaps isn't isn't necessarily going to get you your full outcome. Oh. Perhaps your outcome is just to practice. Yeah. Okay. Or isn't conducive to practicing. So an example of this would be. Um, on our level two uh, fitness instructor, yeah. okay? We can go into the gym on the practical weekends and we can practice, okay? Our competence goes up and our fear of coaching comes down or standing in front of somebody and projecting our voice. Now, you don't need to be in a gym to practice. You could be standing in your living room, you could be hoovering, you could be sitting in traffic in your car and you could rehearse and practice your introduction, demonstration, explanation and, and idea, principle or nan set or yeah. nasty principle, okay, even though you're not in that environment. So the environment might be your kitchen. It's not conducive to coaching. There might not even be another person there. But through practice becomes the repetition of motherable skill. You increase your competence and therefore your fear goes down when you go and teach somebody. 
And so what I recognise would be is like, I wish I could go back to back to maybe 2011, 2012, whereby we didn't practice face to camera as frequently uh, enough. Yeah. And saying, Neil, Haley, go back in, practice, 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 repetition, rep after rep after rep, and build up this muscle of face to camera. Because it wasn't mm -hmm. until maybe 2014, 15, where we, we suddenly became a little bit more confident and the fear reduced. Mm -hmm. We could have reduced that fear through being more competent sooner, but that only came through practicing in an environment. I love that. That's awesome. So, so competence is the antidote to fear. That's a very cool concept. I love that. And I can really see the examples of it in video yeah, and completely. in teaching yes, and completely. all sorts. Yeah. yeah. And knowledge. That. And so I Very think that's, that's relevant for, for anyone. Mm. Okay. Um, are you going I've next? I've got or? all of mine. I'm already done. Okay. I've got a couple more. <laughs> I've got a couple more. Okay. Because um, I think you're, you've sandwiched yours together as well. My yeah. next one is lean into what you don't know. I'd like to go back and I'd like to tell my younger self, our younger selves, lean into what you don't know. Lean in. And you often say this, don't you? It's like a hashtag lean hashtag in. Lean oh, I do have one more on there, actually. And there you go. I knew you did. Okay. And lean into what you don't know. And sometimes maybe that's like the fear and competency thing. Mm. Perhaps we don't lean into something that we don't know because we're not competent or we're not knowledgeable. We, we judge ourselves or maybe there's a fear of judging others or fear of getting it wrong or fear of not being good enough. And so we don't lean into the things we don't know. And actually something I've learned across the last number of years is to actually put my hand up and go, I don't know, and that's okay. I go and find out for you or I go and find out for me. Yeah. But leaning into certain topics uh, certain areas of business I have no clue and about. personal development. And personal, and having, yeah, that intra-perspective work on ourselves and going, lean in, I don't know this. I don't know what I don't know, but let me go and find out. So I do know. And I've, There's so many examples <laughs> of this. Like, I cannot tell you, isn't there? Like, um, even down to the first time I had to learn about bookkeeping yeah. for the accounts. Yes, completely. The first time I had to set up the website. Oh, my God. The first time we got our website back. I cried it was that bad from the it first web bad. developer, right? Horrendous. So we sat there and we went, well, we can I can't stand this. We will learn how to code it ourselves. So Hayley learned it. Learned, learned it. Learned it. <laughs> learned and it, just coded. leaned in. Leaned in. So you just go, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's confusing. Yep. And maybe that's, that's the thing a as a fit pro is like, I got into, I got in as a personal trainer. I'm a PT by trade. You know, I, I, I want to be in the gym. <laughs> I want to be doing sets, steps, tempo time. I want to be doing triceps, giant sets, drop yeah. sets. I want to be helping people get their goal. And, you know, as a fit pro, I'm, I, it took me a while to recognize that I needed to lean into lots of other topics as a fitpreneur. Mm. Okay. But perhaps I didn't initially foresee or embark on. I didn't think I'd have to get good at marketing. I didn't think I'd have to get good at sales. Yeah. I didn't know I'd have to understand bookkeeping. I didn't know I'd have to um, sit down with a VAT man. I didn't realize I'd have to sit down and have different discussions in different different worlds and different industries. But you do. Yeah. It doesn't lots matter whether hats. you are literally, lots of hats. It doesn't matter whether you are looking to only have a few few people in your local church hall or whether you are looking to have a few thousand people online or have a packed out boot camp face to face it's going to be the same principles love it you said you so had one, the one more. i remembered is my hashtag stay in lane yes nice i like I, this. if you've heard me talk on anything then you probably have heard me say this um <laughs> i say over and over again to so many learners and i would 
say it to myself back then as well yeah. in starting parallel but also starting out as a fit pro when yeah. i think my very first gym job and i was a i was part-time maternity cover in a ladies only gym literally just gym instructing and like which to be honest i was cleaning a lot <laughs> um <laughs> but no, you, you, your main role was, was inductions was, was induction yeah. so inductions um and like it was my very first gym job and i would continually compare myself to other people and i wouldn't necessarily stay in lane as to what they were able to do of like well they were able to sort out the timetables they're able to like run the classes or able to train different people yeah why can't i do that and i would compare myself thinking that i wasn't good enough to do that and therefore put myself down rather than just staying in lane and focusing on what i could do i was constantly almost looking over my shoulder as to what other people were doing in their lane yeah and putting myself down it's really also easy isn't it when you look and you make comparisons to other fit pros and you say right maybe let's just take your day four okay at at your ladies only gym as a gym in, mm. instructor and other pts would come in and they'd be working with a whole host of different shapes and sizes of different ladies mm. with different problems and whatnot. And you could easily make comparisons. But from the outside, looking in, they're a fit pro and you're a fit pro. But we don't know what day of their career they're on. Uh, but also we don't understand what qualifications they've mm. got. And so from the outside looking in, you could be well, I could train that person because you're a qualified yeah. fit pro. Yes. But you don't. And, and it looks to be relatively easy because... Mm. If you took somebody but say overweight and sedentary, the likelihood is, and they've got clinical conditions, the likelihood is that they're going to have quite a regressed program. So from the outside looking in, it looks quite straightforward. Yeah. Yet they've gone and embarked on various other courses, qualifications, years and, and years to get there, and knowledge to get there. Mm. And so it's making those comparisons because the outside looking in, you could go, well, I could do that. Yet. Can't. Does They're that make much sense? more competent. Completely. They've done the, the necessary legwork together. My next one, I think I've got, uh, I think that's my final one then, is my outcome, okay, <laughs> is not linked to my time. Oh, wow. This is very similar to what I was saying about focusing on what matters, right? Completely. And so linear. let's just say, for example, today, okay, I won't give you the ins and outs to it today, but we are recording this. Um, it is late morning, mm -hmm. okay, and I've done i'm gonna say just my extreme musts i've had yeah. quite a lazy ish day mm -hmm. okay yet inside parallel we have achieved mm -hmm. the outcome already yeah. okay of many areas of for today but that doesn't equate to the amount of time i've spent working in or on parallel does that make sense it does and so i've got if I was to go back and, and say, it's a bit cryptic, right, isn't it? If I was to go back to my I younger self, yeah. I would say to them, my, my younger self, Neil, Haley, you've got to put together strong systems and principles inside the business so the business operates with and without you. Nice, there you go. And so my time isn't linked to, if I, for example, put myself on, I don't know, £20 an hour, okay, and I work five hours, you could say, Neil, you've earned £100. But that's not how the business operates. No. I cannot, so what I'm trying to say is, can you develop a structure, a strategy, mm. a set of business principles that say, even if you don't show up today or do your must, do you still earn the £100, yes or no? And I want to you to consider that actually um, that's not 
that challenging to produce and pull off. And if time isn't linked to what you yes. do, then it, uh, the money that you make, then it means it's flexible on both angles. On both angles. And this gives so you, you could, incredible freedom. You could earn a grand today from doing an hour's work or from doing 20 hours work. Yes, completely. You could earn a grand tomorrow from doing the same. And yet when I started out... Or you could earn 10p tomorrow. And yet when I earned, <laughs> started out as a fit pro... I spent many years um, doing kind of a pay-as-you-go method, mm. okay, where I'd bang my head against the brick wall so often that I wouldn't learn that, that valuable lesson. Some weeks I'd have, you know, a number of clients come through and I'd be on, you know, 25, 30 pound an hour. Then I'd have like my raving fan, diehard clients that would, that would pay maybe a little bit less but do more sessions. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of a month, for, for, for some clients, there'd be more month for money. Then parents' evening would kick in. Yeah. Then people's MOTs would kick in. Then it would be school holidays. And so my income fluctuated radically until... I suppose we really got into the, the nuts and bolts of Parallel and said, how do I put together a service, a product that doesn't rely on me being inside the business? Because the time becomes the limitation. Because We've only time, got 24 hours I, I, each, right? I can't, I, I got to a point <laughs> where I'm like, I've maxed out my PT slots. Yeah. If I want to earn more, I physically can't put more time in. So I could either put more people into those sessions or yeah. I could put my prices up. And then came this like limiting belief of sitting on the king's chair of thinking I can't put my prices up because other other people, PTs in the club, were charging this. And then I couldn't necessarily just put two to three people in every session because they might not know those people. Yeah. And so I was limited by my approach but also limited by time, but more so limited by my way of thinking. Nice. And so if I was to go back to my younger self, I'd like to knock his head against the wall, bam, and say to, say to the younger Neil, okay, mm. your outcome is not linked to how much time you put Ooh, in. Ooh, I like that's, it. that's why I've left it to last. It's the most powerful one. I think it really is. Because there's very few industries that trade time for money. And I think it comes out of that job um mindset doesn't it if you're used to being employed then you're used to literally it doesn't matter what you do or how impactful your time is yeah you turn up you do your job you you're on salary you get paid that amount and yeah. you're done um so you just turn up whereas actually when you work for yourself it's not the same so you can do the same amount of time and get differing amounts of money if you were to go back let's finish the podcast today's fit pro session off i'm going to put you on a bit of a spot here now mm. so um, I might go first and answer mine whilst you think. <laughs> what would you go back and say to your younger self and give them the biggest high five for? Well, you said about consistency earlier, but you yeah. go and do yours. I'm going to say... Um, yeah, what's the other thing? I've proper put you on the spot and I... <laughs> apologies. It's not on our notes. It genuinely isn't on our notes. I'm going to say for me, I'd go back and say to both of us, you did what you said you were going to do. You had a dream. You mm. had a vision. And you followed through, you crazy, crazy pair. Well done. Nice. High five. Did that make sense? Yeah. Like, if you think of the last couple of That's years, bumping, yeah, the things we've pulled off, okay, yeah. are because of the choices and decisions we made in 2011 to 12, a big shift in 14, a big shift in 16. That was the most uncomfortable year back end of 2015, yeah. early 16. And then 18, 19 and 20. Yeah. 2020. Yeah, crazy. So I'd go back and I'd, I'd just say, do you know what? And I think that like well part done. of my high five for that is the teamwork. 
Cool. It's literally like, we've done that as a team. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without you and you couldn't have done it without me. No, no, completely. And Hats if we tried, it would have been totally different. It would have been a totally different game. Totally different. So there I think go. that's that's my big high five is like, what an insane amount of teamwork. What I'd really like to know is what would you go back and say to your younger self, yeah, okay? No, no, or maybe no. you're brand new to fitness and say, you know, what would I have gone back to my uh, younger self just three months ago or three mm. weeks ago? Okay, and then have this uh, time to really think about where you are right now and how you're going to move forwards. I hope today's been a value. I hope today's been a bit of an insight and I hope we've answered the question with... Um... I think you've also probably realised we're just like you. Yeah, completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope we've done, I hope we've yeah. done it justice. I, I hope we've so. done it justice. Um, what we'd really like to know is if you've got any other questions you'd like to throw our way, um, we're, we're sneak them into the Fit Pro sessions. Yes, yes. So if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer, like this one was a listener question, yeah. then there is a link alongside this video or podcast that you can literally go click on the link, send us a message Boom. with your request. Um, and we'll go from there. And there are also options that you can be a guest. Completely, and we are going to the, the guests. The guests are going to come through. Um, we've got back to most of them. Mm-hmm. I think all of them, in fact. Yeah. Okay, and it's just it's too. just about chasing up times now, and we will get guests on. We've got a little bit more free time in our diary coming up, whereby we are actually at home and not in the classroom um, teaching, which I'm loving. Um, we literally are living in the classroom, which is wicked. Yeah, um, so we will we will get the guests on. Um, and just 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 keep rolling yeah. with us. What I really want you to do is to questions go and, and questions guests. and guests. But I really want you to also go and drop a five star review. And you think, oh, there they go again, getting those reviews. Honestly, you wouldn't believe the impact that has at helping Fit Pro sessions get found by more people just like you. And if you've got value and you've got this far, forty five minutes through the podcast today, then I've, then I'm going to say there's some clear value to be had. So. Drop a five-star review. Let more people know that we mean business inside the Fit Pro Sessions, Parallel Coaching and the fitness industry. That's it. And we will see you next week, next Tuesday, for episode number seven. Number seven. See you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.